Tony and Mad Max, you're live here at 5.03 p.m. Eastern. The Tony and Mad Max show is we are here live every Thursday. But, however, we do have an announcement we have to make for next week. And moving forward, we will be broadcasting live on Saturday mornings now. Saturday morning slams, man. You got it. I'm looking it. forward to it because you know why? It gives me a motivation to get up early on the weekends because I'm someone that yeah. – I sleep late in on the weekends and you, and you know, I sleep in late on the weekdays, especially with my school semester, this semester. Yeah, man, you just how the schedule hibernate. was. Yeah. <laughs> practically hibernate, man. Like you got, but you do a lot during like the late nights. So it's not like you're, you know, like getting in like early and just sleeping for like 15 hours. Not like you're working on stuff. Yeah. Like exactly. late at night. Very late at night. I'm a night owl. I do a lot of work at the nights, especially with the shows I do on Mondays and Wednesdays and the editing that goes into it. A lot of work. It takes a lot of time and energy writing up the the write-up for the YouTube channel posts and getting ready to prepare what clips I'm going to put on Instagram. All that gets done on Mondays and Wednesdays after the shows. And Thursdays yeah. are just, just as fun. And I'm looking forward to the what we're going to be discussing today is the Knicks – Got the win last night to tie up the series yeah. against the Atlanta Hawks. And I got a little rant that I got to freaking get out of my system. But let's do the Nick game first, man. Let's let's get the smooth stuff out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah, Knicks. Hey, it was going to be very tough for the Hawks to win back-to-back games at, at the Garden. It, and then, damn, were they close? They had the Knicks on the ropes. That second, that first half. What did I tell you? I texted you in that first half. I said, "There's no way the Knicks are winning this game." The Hawks had like a 15 point lead, I think, at halftime, and the team looked depleted, they making looked all these mistakes, turnovers up and down. Thibodeau was ready to chuck a chair across the court. Crowd was dead silent. Randall was like, Randall's only only scored like like two points in the first half. Like it was just not. It was not a good sight to see, and I thought to myself, I said, you know what, Thibodeau is gonna is gonna rile these guys up. He is going to he's going to he's he's gonna grab a gun. And he's gonna point it <laughs> at somebody's head. Julius Randall. <laughs> yeah, and he says, if you guys don't win this game, he's getting killed. <laughs> too bad. Too bad. I'd point the gun at Alfred Payton. He stinks. Oh no! I yeah. think it was Payton that, that 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 he that he probably aimed the gun at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it goes or else or Alfred gets it. Uh, Alfred gets it. <laughs> I don't on, understand man. how Hold this on, man, man is still starting. Hold on, man. I gotta go in to check something real quick. Just keep talking about the Nick game, man. Oh yes, and I don't understand how Alfred Payton is still starting for this New York Knicks team. We'll be talking more about that when Tony gets back. But I mean, how about those Knicks? All the Knicks fans out there listening, especially or listeners of the show, Knicks are moving in the right direction. They got the next game in Atlanta. I think they could pull it out 100%. They got to apply that pressure, keep that same second half defense of what they had in the second game last night. Keep that up for the third game coming here in Atlanta. And I think the Knicks are going to be closing out this series. I said Knicks in five. They could still win in five games. It could be Knicks in six. It could be Knicks in seven. I don't know. It could be the Hawks. The Hawks can still win. Who knows? Who knows what could happen? It depends on all these players that they have. They play well. Clint Capella, Bogdanovich. It depends. But 
I think the Knicks are going to be pulling out some wins here if they could keep up the defense that they have. And if Julius Randle can get going because he's been looking like a flop in these two games, and the Knicks are going to win the, win the series, series easily. But Alfred Payton, man, I was just I wanted to talk to you about that. How is this guy the starting point guard for this team after all these nights? Uh, there's been no progress. He puts up no stats, no points. Dude, this guy I misses the- every shot, and he's still the starting point guard. When is quickly going to be a starting point guard? Because D Rose got has to come off the bench. He's great dude. energy off the bench. Start quickly, and maybe even bring in Frank Nilakina. Use him a little bit because dude, I think I was reading papers. I was reading. I was. I was I, I was reading the papers all week, and these and these journalists are questioning why Thibodeau is, is starting Peyton, and it's like you figure okay he's gonna like you know make a change. You think he would make a big change after you lose a playoff game, right? But I but then I find out like thirty minutes before game time that Peyton is starting. And I'm like what? He's starting and like and it was Steve Summers that that was saying well. He'll probably only play for like 10 minutes or possibly even less and then get benched. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I get it. Just give him some early minutes. I told you, man, I said it before the playoffs started. The biggest moment in this season for the Knicks has been when they traded for Derek freaking Rose. He scored 20, was it 25 or I think it was like what, 25 or 26 points last night? Off the bench, carried the offense for the first half. I mean, he kept them, he kept them from you know, from being like irrespectable. Like he, he showed some, he showed some heart, mm-hmm. and I think that's what defines this Nick. That's what defines this Nick team is heart and effort. Hundred percent. I'll tell you this right now. They got to lock Derrick Rose down for two years. Give him a two-year deal because this guy I, off the bench. I, I don't know who, but would you figure like, is he going to be out there looking for money? Because you think he's probably going, he's, this has been a good showing, man. Like he's been proving that he's a very valuable six man and six men in this league are very, very important. If I'm the Knicks, I pay him because you have to look at this. You may have to. Done. The Knicks have to do it. They have to do it. They have, they have cap money. They can spend on all these players that they have on the bench. They're going to be getting rid of. If Kevin. you're not going to, if, if you're not going to spend the cap money on, legitimate stars at least put into Derek Rose. Yeah. <laughs> I get you. Mean. Exactly. No, but, uh, you know what I mean? Get rid of Kevin Knox. Get rid of Frank Nilakina. Please get rid of Alfred Payton. Please, please, please reevaluate this team. I think you got to keep the squad that you have right now. Alec Burks is great. Bullock is great. You keep those guys. Randall, uh, you got to keep Randall, but I, I'm not impressed with what I've seen in his performance in the first two games of this playoff series. It's concerning the fact that He's not as aggressive as he once was in the regular season bothers me. He passes first. This this isn't the same guy that we've been seeing all year play for the Knicks. Like what do we what he's I I don't know. I, I'm still skeptic on Randall as of right now. I'm skeptic. I'm very skeptical. Well, I'll tell you, man, he needed those threes yesterday. He, he, he needed he needed those shots going in. Cause with game one, he was hearing it. I bet you he heard all the backlash throughout the week bef- in, in between games one and two about his poor performance. And winning this game was huge for the entire team, the fan base, too. But <laughs> erupted. Do you hear that this garden crowd? Uh, and I need you to 
keep it a hundred here, Pavena. Yeah. Because I'm talking to this, you know, I have conversations with people all the time, especially people that I'm close with. And can you please admit to them that the Knicks have a bigger, and then I'm not doing it to just brag about the Knicks fan base. And then that's, can you just express that the Nets winning a finals or even just the Nets winning isn't as huge as the Knicks winning in the playoffs or if they were to oh, win absolutely a not. It's not as big at all, but there's nothing like wrong with that. There's nothing wrong. And I, I try to explain that to people because people they'll say, to do, you, do you understand? Yeah, exactly. People and people, and people keep saying to me that and it's, it's just one person. Oh, well, it, the, there's just the, the, the city's going to erupt if the Nets win and uh, it, uh, the city's going to unite. Knicks fans aren't uniting with Nets fans. And we know this nah. not when they're screaming, we want Brooklyn. What? And, and I, I have problems with that. We want Brooklyn. We didn't even get past. We almost didn't get past the Hawks last night. If there wasn't a second half performance like there was last night from that Knicks team, the, it would be two and oh, no, series. It'd be down 0-2 heading to Atlanta. Now the Knicks are in a position where they're guaranteed another home game, which is huge. And, you know, now it's what a best of five. Yep. Best of five. Let's go. If the Knicks can split the games in Atlanta, I mean, hell, I even, I just think that, that this Knicks team has just got it together. Like, they play this sort of defense that is just so stifling. It's like getting choked. To, it's like getting choked alive. You, you can't get a shot off. You end up making bad passes. And you're basically putting all the pressure on the other team's offense and the other team's shooters on putting something in the basket. And the problem is with the Hawks was that they went ice cold, but that was because the Nick, the Nick, the Nick defense was holding them down so much that you had Gallinari hitting weird threes that weren't <laughs> even hitting the rim. You know, Bogdanovich went cold. Hunter went cold. Like uh, Trey Young even went cold for some time too. He wasn't making many shots. Oh, how about Trey half- Young? Because here's the thing. After the first half, I had my show last night. I went up. I was angry to do my show here. And I said, the Knicks, no way. I said, if they don't pull it together second half, they're not winning this game. I, I, After my show last night, I look at the score, and I can't believe that they won by nine points. I can't believe it just based on the performance that they had in the first half. And that's why I texted you. I said, apparently, they pulled a win out of their ass out of nowhere. But I went back to watch the encore because MSG does the encore after the Knicks yeah. game. You can see the, the recapped game without all the, the the plays that you really don't need to see that don't matter. And I saw there were these defensive plays going on. Did you see Trey Young on certain plays getting locked up or double teamed? He looked pissed. This guy he looked like he looked like a brat. He was like you should have seen the, you saw you probably saw his behavior when he was getting double teamed and locked up on defense. He his oh face goodness. was turning red. You could tell he was so pissed. And it probably sucked, too, because in the first half, he was draining threes from the freaking logo, probably thinking to probably thinking to himself, man, I've got this place, this this building belongs to me tonight. And then he just sees how it all is just turning around on him and he's just gets just getting really pissy, you know, here's another thing, too. God, do I hate fans. 
I, I mean, there is really something wrong with today's fan and with what happened with Westbrook last night. With the popcorn. And what, and, and what we found out with Trey Young this morning, I mean, that is just so, so embarrassing. That's so disgraceful. And then you hear these fans go like, oh, well, we don't claim that person. It's like, fuck you, don't claim that person. <laughs> you be doing the same shit. I'm tired of it, man. Like, I'm tired of these. I, I, you never saw this like 20 years ago, 20, 30 years ago. You never saw fans like, I mean, yeah, there were rowdy crowds here and there. But I mean, I just feel like. Is this your I rant? Like, no, no, this is, this is not my rant. Okay. No, no. But this is kind of like a mini, like, just, just rant in a way where it's like, <clears throat> I'm just tired of these of the of the entitlement of fans that think that they have the right to like to like abuse the players. And it's in every sport. Every sport, man, like you see it all over the place. Maybe not football because the players are like they're like far away. Maybe in football you would see a you would see the players go up the tunnel and maybe one idiot would like chuck a beer at them or something. I've seen that happen. I think it was with this like Seahawks player. I forget who it was. I think it was, I think it was Albert Hainsworth or something like that. Or how about the Jets fans on Thanksgiving when they played the Patriots and they're going, the Jets were going back into their locker room at halftime. And what was the score? I What was the score at halftime of that game? They were getting blown out. They didn't score a point. It was the butt fumble game. They were good. I think it was what? 30, 28, nothing. Something like half? that. Didn't that didn't that game end like like 41-3? Yeah. Or was, like, or, or, or was it like a different game? Yeah, it, it did. It was that type of game. Yeah, and like in some fan, what, like threw a beer at someone? Well, the, the entire fan base just – oh, it was like, close yeah. to that. They just heckled the fan. They were really killing the Jets. And you know what? You get it at the same time because we go to pay and watch this team perform for you, and they just put up nothing. I know, man. But, like, dude, Russell Westbrook's team was losing. The man was leaving the floor on good terms. He was trying to hold it together. I mean, like, he's a leader of that team. And to see a Philly fan just chuck a thing of popcorn at him, like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I agree. Like, I'm totally for the – if you want to heckle people, I'm totally for – and if it's racist and and inciting. If you want to sit – I love the Knicks fan crowd when they're saying F Trey Young. I love that. Booing, doing doing crazy chants – Go ahead, but to like spit on Trey Young, like really, dude? You know that you're gonna get thrown out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I find I hypocritical that. is that the Knicks will ban the fan for spitting on Trey Young. They'll say that, oh, that was terrible behavior. But what about when they had Charles Oakley thrown right on the floor and arrested? That, I I knew that you were gonna say that. Well, that, that was on behalf off. of the owner. Yeah, I know, but that was on behalf of the owner. This that is just some idiot fan that just thought he was that who, who thought that he that his freaking shit didn't stink. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you got to be kidding me, dude. I'm tired of fans sometimes. I hear it on social media. I see it on, I just see it in these, in, in, in these stadiums and arenas. Like, it's just like, like, shut up and just watch the game. What's your take on the F Trey Young chance? I didn't mind it at all. (laughs) That's what you love. Like that's yeah. when you know that like New York is back. <laughs> I have no problem. I have I have no problem with that at all. 
I have a problem with fans that think that they have the right to to abuse players. I agree with that. I agree with you on that 100%. Mark Teixeira, who was a former former Yankee first baseman, would all once said, don't, like, you can insult us, but don't assault us. Like, pretty, pr- it's a pretty simple thing to understand. I agree with you on that. But all in all, incredible Knicks win, must win Knicks game that was yesterday. It was a fun game. Um, Reggie Bullock turned it on. Talk about a player that fans really just did not want anywhere near their team (laughs) last year. And you know what, dude? Like, sometimes people just figure it out. You know, Randall figured it out. Bullock figured it out. Like Burks is in here. He's clutch. Too bad that Bobby Portis and uh, who else was here that was that who was on that one year deal? Oh, Bobby Portis. Uh, who else did they have on that team that one year? I can't even remember. There's been so many players that have came through this Knicks team. Oh, I'm um, uh, Wayne Ellington. Like Wayne Ellington. That's right. I remember he had a couple clutch three shots last year against the Nets. Yeah, in which we Wayne lost Ell- that game. Yeah, Wayne Ellington, Bobby Portis. Like they just didn't figure it out really. Although I think Bobby Portis isn't he on the Bucks? I think so. I, I know he's on some team. Let's I'll double check it. But yeah, so now it's a best of five. Head to Atlanta. Yeah, Bucks. We're right. I don't know how um uh, rowdy the Atlanta crowd will be, but now see the Hawks took away home home court advantage to the Knicks. Now it's the Knicks' turn to take it away from them. So we'll see what happens. I I hope the Knicks demolish him. I'm not a big fan of Trey Young. I think he's he's a good player. I think he's just a big shit talker. If you want my honest opinion, he is. He's a big shit talker. I don't I don't have time for that. It's just yeah. You're going and you're you're doing you're sticking your tongue out at the crowd. I I just have no time for it. And did you see what he did after the game? He he said, "See you back at see you in the A." Oh yeah, see you in the A. They're going back there, games three and four. And then it's it's New York game five, Atlanta game six, and the Garden game seven. That'd be insane. Yeah, it better not go to game seven. Knicks better just finish it out. As I said last week, Knicks in five. It could go game six, go go game seven, and go either way at this point because it's a tied series. And we didn't – I didn't think the Hawks were going to take the first game, especially down the stretch and all of a sudden Trey Young pulls out that – fadeaway the shot floater mm-hmm. and that was it for game one and i was i was heated i was heated. yeah i texted you you said you, you swearing yet yeah i was very heated because you know what man the knicks had it they had it that game the knicks had that first game game one that's a game that just eats at you and makes you yeah. just stay up all night because you should have won that damn game it's, it's one of those games where you really hate being a sports fan. Like, yeah. like you wish that, that you just didn't like sports at all. Yeah. Happens, man. Happens to everybody. And, and, and I think that that's where the entitlement of these fans come from, where they get so angry that they're looking to chuck a thing of popcorn at, 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 a, at a star player. Like, were you dumb? Like, do these fans, like, want to get thrown out for life? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. But you know what, man? I don't agree with it, but you know what? I would love to chuck a thing of popcorn at LeBron James. This guy, 
and, and I'm going to bring up why. He, he hates the Knicks. He kills them any which way he can. He doesn't want to come play for them. I remember in the papers, you see the, the tweets to this day, Le Chicken, which he is because he went to go play for the Heat in 2010 instead of going to the Knicks. He goes on Twitter and is constantly kissing the Knicks' ass, saying, oh, that guard, Knicks have the guard and rocking. MSG is rocking. Oh, the league is better when the Knicks are winning. But you don't want to play for us. But then when we go down to L.A. and you beat us by what? Three points, two points. That it, it, when we, we what was it? The last the time we played the Lakers, the end of the season here. Then he goes on the the court and with, with Anthony Davis, and you act like a freaking jerk to Spike Lee. I would chuck a po- a box of popcorn at LeBron. I, I just I have no time for that guy. I just think he's he's soft. He's weak. He, like yeah. what is this little fanboy thing that he has with the Knicks? He's obsessed with them. He won't play for him. He'll diss him whenever they're he in the always ha- He has a ton of commentary. He has a ton of commentary for a lot of teams, man. He's like the freaking he's like the freaking second commissioner of this league. Yeah, he is. He I can't have, stand him. He really thinks that he runs the league. Yeah, I can't he stand him. He thinks that he's a fucking king. Like, like he's just like I get it. Like all, all players, you know, comment on games, especially like exciting ones or you know, certain players and how they, and how they perform. But LeBron treats it as if like, he's like, as if he's like overseeing it all. Like he's some kind of ruler. Get the hell out of here, man. And and you know, man, like if someone said, Hey, and I wish I wouldn't do this actions. Of course. If someone said, Max, you have your, you have your choice of Katie, Kyrie and Harden, because those are like, I don't even have a problem with Harden. I kind of have a problem with Kyrie. I don't like KD. I think he's a cupcake. But if someone said, if someone said, Max, you have your choice of chucking the popcorn at KD, Kyrie, and LeBron, I'm chucking it right at LeBron. Because yeah. why are you always talking about the Knicks and why do you deceive them? Like, we remember KD saying, I'm never playing for the Knicks. We've seen those videos. So I don't get why Knicks fans were all mad when he didn't come here. I was mad, I'll admit that, but because we saw the videos. There were times when LeBron, LeBron, when he went to that meeting, before he went to that meeting in 2010, he, they said it was a lock for him to go to the Knicks. Then all of a sudden he goes to the Heat. He's He disses them whenever they're in the low points in the media. But when they're good, he's the first fan to jump on the bandwagon. And you're right. This guy thinks he's the king. And which, no, he's not. He thinks he's a second commissioner. And I can't stand him for that. I'm not a LeBron fan at all. Sorry. But let's get to this rant. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, does, does this deal, what's this rant deal with? Does this deal with the Brooklyn Nets? Does this deal with the basketball, football? It's a little bit, it's a little bit to do with like everything. Baseball, basketball. And we can end the show with that. Um, so I was scrolling through Twitter today. Find out that Jeff Green is injured. Is injured. No, well, I, well, I knew that he was taken out of the game on in game two with um a, with a bruised foot. They call it. I'm like, okay, like bruised foot. Let's see how it heals. Comes out today that he has a strained plantar fascia, out for ten days, and he'll be evaluated on the tenth day. And I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck? is happening to this to fucking sports have you seen what's going on in baseball and i'm not even talking about like injuries like the lack of hitting because that's another issue talk about the 
the ocean of injuries. Look at the Mets. The Mets. Look at the Yankees. Look at the Rays. I'm just going to use the Yankees as like an example. Yankees and Mets, because those are local teams. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got these players that are just getting injured with not even doing anything hard. Giancarlo Stanton is a primary DH. He doesn't run in the field. He's not an outfielder, he, primarily not an outfielder anymore. He's getting paid $21 million to sit on the bench and be a DH. He freaking strained his quad. Strained his quad. And people wonder, like, oh, well, why isn't he playing in left field? Because of that shit. It's disgraceful. Aaron Hicks tears his fucking tendon sheath on, in his wrist. He's getting surgery. He's done for the year. There's your starting center fielder guy. I mean. Unbelievable. Luke Voigt. Luke Voigt. Out of nowhere. Yesterday. Grade two o- oblique strain, dude. That's fucking. That's, that's a fucking month and a half gone. Out of nowhere. Didn't see it. Didn't see him pull up lame. He didn't look hurt the last time he played. Oh, but just, you know, in the middle of things, he strained his oblique. Grade two, out for a month and a half, pretty much. I just don't get – and the big – dude, I get it. The guy has had a ton of injuries in his – that the past couple of years. Corey Kluber throws a no-hitter, the, probably the best game of his career, one of the best games of his career last week gives up a he pitches horribly in his next start and then leaves the game with shoulder tightness he now has a freaking some shoulder strain he's out for four to six weeks that's a two-month injury pretty much damn right two, two and a half months what the fuck is going on you're telling Noah, me, man. It's fucking Noah Syndergaard comes out today. He's going to be shut down for six weeks. He's coming back from Tommy John. When are players going to play? Mike Trout out for six to eight fucking weeks. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what he pulled, but and 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 that's bad for baseball because he is the best player in baseball. That's bad. I mean, look at LeBron getting injured. NBA. It's a freaking Kevin Durant hardly played. Harden. Harden messed up his hamstring. Jeff Green out? Like, what the fuck? And why is it always my teams, too? Like, my uh, my team has star players that, that don't play. They, I mean, knock on wood for right now, but, like. It, it is your team. It is always your teams. But look, look at my Mets. My Mets have been like this for years. It's always the Mets issues. If you look at the Mets teams from, let's say, two, three years ago, these players yeah. were injured. These players, especially the kitchen, Syndergaard and these guys. And here's the thing. I'm not even really going after the NBA because the NBA has had a really weird year. It's a bunched-up schedule. They're playing every other day, 72 games. These guys are not, you know, I really don't think that that, that they're in full-time conditioning. I don't really think that at all. Yeah, I don't it's, think a, so it's a really wacky season. But baseball, <laughs> bless you, so fucking embarrassing, dude. I can't. Do- and you know what really just sucks? Is that nobody's fucking doing anything about it. Yeah. As you say, 
nothing's getting done. There really isn't. <laughs> it's not. Because it's obviously not strength and conditioning coaches because those people get fired and, and the new ones get hired and they implement these new systems, you know, to get into more stretching and light exercises and more um, uh, uh, mobility, agility, more endurance, you know, more stuff that's lighter on your body and they still get fucking hurt. What the fuck? Something's got to change, man. Oh, trust and me, man. For- the Mets, I've become so numb to their injuries. I'm just like, whatever. They, they have third string players. The Mets, that's their starting lineup. Third string players. And they're still first in the NL East. Explain that to me. Well, it's because the other, the other teams in, in the NL East are just playing outright bad. Or they've got injuries. You know that Marcelo Zuna of, of, of the Braves is going to mm-hmm. be missing the, the, the next six weeks? That's right. That's a big time hitter. Like it's just you, you you can't enjoy the game of baseball anymore because every single inning you're worried about if somebody's gonna pull up lame, hustling down the first baseline, or if one of your outfielders is gonna lay out to, to make a diving catch, that they're not gonna fucking break something. It's terrible. It's terrible. Or God forbid if your pitcher throws a pitch that's like 95 and he and and, and his arm starts going like this. Like <laughs> Unfucking real! Oh, you're 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 you hit it right on the head. You hit it right on the head. I mean, there's, I agree with Something's you. Something's got to happen. Something's got to happen. It's they out of control. What they got, they wonder what they got to fucking do. What do you think? It's got to start from the fucking bottom. You got to start from the bottom. You got to start out from the little leagues to the travel leagues to the high schools to the colleges to the fucking minor leagues. They need to they need to implement a system that conditions these players who really want to take baseball seriously and be a professional ball player implement a system that preserves their bodies for the long haul a baseball life goes to about when you're like goes to in today's game probably when you're like 35 36 that's where your best years are coming from and now you see players coming up from the minor leagues that, 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 are, that are 18, 19 years old. You've got to preserve their bodies. It's got to start from the fucking bottom. It can't be when someone gets called up and they're working on their strength and conditioning. It has to be in the fucking minor leagues. Because in the minor leagues, they are teaching them, you got to throw 100, you got to throw 100, Throw a hundred oak slider. That's gotta be ninety-five. That's gotta be ninety-five plus. Fuck you. Enough with these crazy extreme pronations of the ball spin rate, messing up your elbows, tearing everything that's in here, dude. Tearing everything that's in here. It's gotta fucking stop. It's gotta fucking stop. Enough. Enough. Enough of this launch angle stuff and just swing as hard as you can. When you swing with that much force, dude, all your lower body muscles are just straining and ready to tear. Obliques, quads, glutes, hamstrings, calves, all of it, they're all going to fucking tear and go. And then you're on the shelf for two months. It's got to start from the bottom, man, but nobody wants to do anything about it. They all want to try to be smart and be like, oh, well, 
we're just going to change the system up here. No, it's got to be from the bottom. It's got to be from the high schools and the colleges. It's the high schools and colleges that are putting these kids through all these programs and how to throw like a friggin' hardball pitcher when they're 16, 17 years old. And then when they reach the age of 21, they wonder in their friggin' first minor league start, oh, why is my elbow hurting? Oh, wait, shit, I have a fucking torn UCL. There's Tommy John. Happens every time. Happens every single fucking time. And then, and then they really start to fuck with you by saying like, by saying, oh, well, um, we're going to put him on an innings limit. So he's only going to be throwing maybe around like 180 innings this year. 180, 180 innings. So, okay. So why, so, so what's the catch here? We all, <clears throat> See, see, here's the thing. The name of the game right now is bullpen. Mm -hmm. Bullpens are key right now. They, 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 you want to have four to five legitimate relievers in your bullpen. But the problem is, is that the more you use your bullpen, the more tired they get and the more prone to injury they are. Yes, yes. But they don't, but they don't want to, they don't want to agree to that because then that would mean that they would have to stretch out their starters. And then their whole, well, innings limit theory gets thrown out the window. See baseball high, see baseball front offices are some of the most egotistical bastards in all professional sports. They have no interest in change. They do not see any sort of reason to adjust to, you know, to any sort of negativity that's going on in, in, in on their team. If a team is having a really like bad string on, on their bullpen, they'll still they'll still take their picture out in, in, in five innings. They don't care. No, they don't. They don't change their philosophies. The Yankees don't change their philosophies. The Mets don't change philosophies. They stick with it. It's all about loyalty over there. what it's all about basketball you change your philosophy there's a difference in coaching between a guy like phil jackson and a guy like tom thibodeau there really is in baseball there is no different mentality there's no speed there's no there's no hidden runs there's no like there's there, there there's no emphasis on batting average it's only home runs striking out throwing hard striking out a bunch of hitters, uh, striking out all the hitters that they, you can. So it's all about. And the injuries in this fucking league is an abomination on the sport. And I don't know why I even enjoy it anymore. How can I enjoy it? Nobody plays. Nobody plays. Nope. Where's Pete Alonzo? He's hurt. He's not playing. Tell me about it. <laughs> Jeff McNeil, Michael Conforto, they're out until late June. Well, Michael Conforto, he's been an injury staple for years for the Mets team. If I'm the Mets, I don't re-sign him. Why? He's a good player, don't get me wrong, but this is, you're just going to be paying for him to sit on the bench because this guy's always injured. These guys injured. don't play. Aaron Judge doesn't play. He's playing right now, thank goodness. Giancarlo 
Stanton doesn't play. He's a borderline Hall of Famer. If he was, if he was healthier, he'd be a slam dunk Hall of Famer. But with the way he hits, he already has an MVP. But uh, your best ability is is availability. That's what Chris Canty always says. And I agree with that. I agree with it that. It just doesn't. It, 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 it just doesn't help the sport when you have people that just don't play because they're hurt all the time. And another problem is that you just don't really know who to blame. Who do you blame? Because see, my system of change with starting from the bottom. See, that's just me throwing that out there because that's my assumption. But we don't have facts to prove whether it's whether it's the players, or is it the actual teams and how they and and how they handle conditioning. We don't know. It's really, really, really frustrating because the Yankees hired probably the best strength and conditioning coach in the entire world in Eric Cressy, and the team still gets hurt. Systems aren't working. It's so tiring because you just want to see guys play. And it almost gets to the point where talent doesn't win championships. Durability wins championships now. And you can if see that got- for the Nets. And I, I actually had a discussion about this the other day. I said, what if, what if KD goes down? Oh, then that's it. Then, 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 then they're done. That's it. First off, the loss of Jeff Green is pretty big because hopefully we can, you know, close out the Celtics in swift motion. We'll, we'll see what happens, knock on wood. But they're probably going to play the Bucs. The Bucs are a big team, like physically big team. And Jeff Green was going to be like, like, a main asset in helping them stop Giannis. <clears throat> and he may come back for maybe like a game two or a game three, but you might already be like down 0-2. I don't know, man. I just like, I really hope for the best. For, I hope I hope for the best for this team. I do too. <clears throat> I mean, it's, for your sake, I'm not, you know, yeah. I know you're actually a true fan. So you've been a fan since Jersey. And that's the thing I told you about last night to my issue with Knicks fans is that I'm someone that wears Knicks hats, Knicks t-shirts, jerseys all the time, no matter what the roster is. I'm a fan. That's the thing that people aren't doing that well they aren't the same as they were back in the day is that they they aren't fans fans stick with their team through the thick and thin yeah they they, they stick with them and they're losing like when you have these people that are like why do you like the knicks they suck because i'm a fan that's the whole point of being a fan is that you follow your team here's a difference between knicks and here's a difference between knicks and jet fans jet fans call up call up sports radio stations and constantly say, I'm done. I'm never, I'm never rooting for this team again. This team's terrible. I'm finished. 
I've been watching since 1970. I'm through. I hear that all the time with the Jets. You never hear that with the Knicks. For the never. right reason, though. For the right reason for the Jets, because they really they can make your hair turn gray at 22. <laughs> even yeah. though that, even though not me, but they can. Yeah, but um, but isn't that true though? I mean, how many Jet fans do you hear going like, "Yeah, I'm done. Like, I, I I can't take it anymore." Oh, you've heard me do it. I did it right on one of our shows with during free agency. I said I'm no longer a fan of this team. I mean, <laughs> I'll say that. But and what if, and what if. And what if the Patriots actually trade for um, uh, Julio, Julio Jones? Jones? It's it's a wrap. Like, why am I watching this team? They are going to get past the Patriots now. The addition of Julio? Forget about it. Julio Jones and, and Hunter Henry and um, who else? Um, John, John U. Smith? Mm-hmm. Helping out Mac Jones. I love how they draft the young quarterback and they immediately get him some weapons in his yeah. first year. <laughs> they immediately get him. They're immediately in the conversation for getting him a big-time star for a weapon. The Jets, they're just fine with what they have on the roster. We have Zach Wilson, uh, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter. We have a stellar offensive line. Don't forget uh, Elijah Vera Tucker. Don't forget a nice Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Yeah, Corey I can't Davidson. forget about Corey Davis. Apparently, he's just Jerry Rice. I mean, this was the number one receiver target, which he's not. He wasn't even the number one wide receiver target in Tennessee, but. Uh, yeah, what do you know? Gerard hmm. Davis, too. I heard that he's like, I, I heard that he's like, um, uh, what is he, a tight end? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I heard uh, he is a tight end. Gerard Davis. I believe so. Let's double check. We're double checking here. Let's see. No, no, he's a linebacker. He's a linebacker. Why do we think a he's a linebacker? He's a linebacker. Yeah, because that's that's right. I saw the play. He came from the Lions. I saw plays of him on Twitter in which he people were mocking his motor because people said, Oh, this guy's got an amazing motor, and he was going basically in slow motion. If duh. is he every Williamson like gone yeah he's on the Steelers so I guess Gerard Davis is going to be the uh, replacement is he mm-hmm. a, is is he an outside linebacker inside inside okay so um don't forget that we lost Jordan Jenkins too went to the Houston Texans that's beautiful still no corners I mean you still got Steve Nelson out there along with Richard Sherman still can't bring one of them in but you know, so can't do that. But, no. oh, but the Pats will take in Julio Jones. Jones. They're such a joke. Jets are such a joke. No, but you never hear that the Knicks fans say that. I'm done with this team. I get fed up with them. But you know what? I'm just so used to them just being terrible my entire life. I'd, I think yeah. the reason why is, too, is that Knicks fans are just diehards. We are. Like, certain Knicks fans, are. there's certain Knicks ones that is- come out of the weeds out of nowhere. Nick fans just Nick Nick fans never lose hope because I feel like they've always they've always had that vision of them being good. You know, like they've they've felt they've seen great Nick basketball and they know what the energy in the garden can bring. The Jets, I swear, man, if you you're talking about a terrible team, terrible history. 
terrible owners, terrible stadium. Oh, yeah, don't think I've started and, about MetLife. And just really just bad moments in their in their history. Like not even just like on the field stuff, like off the field. Like Geno Smith getting punched in the face, you know, the freaking like banner being flown o- over over Jets training camp about firing John Idzik. Like, and those are just recent things. Like, there's all the freaking butt fumble. Um, signing Tim Tebow, drafting Christian Hackenberg, freaking um, uh, drafting uh, Sam Darnold. Let's not forget about Darnold. that. <laughs> the oh seeing ghost God. game. Oh, yeah, the seeing ghost game. Um, uh, there's all, and I was at that game too. I was working. Yeah, that's right. I was I was selling tickets. I saw two fights that night. <laughs> Patriot uh, Jet like fights, like fist fights. Like, what, like what were they yelling the at each other? Were they yelling? If you ever want to see, like, like you know how like 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 young kids like like freaking like brag mm-hmm. at each other about their sports teams. Mm-hmm. Just imagine like grown men doing that. <laughs> But except like one of them is like drunk. <laughs> That's how it is. It's like grown men being being children. Like I never brag about sports teams anymore, man. I retired from that. I I find no benefit in 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 showing off. Nah, I used to teams. do it. I don't do it anymore. Never do that. Never do it because no, because you're giving the other person the right to do it back to you when your team sucks. And I'm just not doing that. I'm mm-hmm. not putting myself in that situation. So I, I completely abstain from bragging. Yeah, I, I do too. If the Knicks won, would I yeah. brag? I don't know if I would brag. I don't know. I think I'd just be so happy that they mm-hmm. won because I haven't seen them win my, I haven't seen any of my teams win. At least you you've seen, You've seen, I think, what you're you're a giant fan. You saw him win twice. You're a Yankee fan. You saw him win once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's it with basketball nets? You could see them win in the near future here. Hockey. Okay. Who's your, your Devils fan? Did you see the Devils win? No. No, you didn't I've seen see them. In, I've seen them in in the Stanley Cup final. But yeah, I've seen same with my Rangers. I've seen the Rangers in the Stanley Cup final, and they blew that against the L.A. Kings. Give me a break. Yeah. Last word, man. Don't worry. But the Devils did the same thing, too, to the Kings. Yeah. <laughs> but we got to end this show. It was great, great rant. You know, we did. We had a great conversation. Nets and Knicks play play the same night tomorrow night. Nets are in Boston. Knicks are in Atlanta. So best be to tune into those games. So let me do my socials. My Instagram is at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. Once again, at T-A-N-O-O-C-H-9-6. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Real Max T H E R E E L M A X. Again, T H E R E E L M A X. You could check out all of our previous episodes on my YouTube channel right here, visually on Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on all platforms. If you have any podcast platforms that you follow, we are on there. Whether it's iHeartRadio, Apple Music, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean, we are there. The Tony and Mad Max show. We are there on all platforms. And Tony, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, that we will be changing our showtime, which I'm looking forward to. It's Saturday mornings. It's a new start. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to looking do it, doing forward uh, Saturday mornings. What time should we let the fans and listeners know? Either like 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock, whichever time we're like up and like conscious. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, we'll you know, find something. It, uh, it doesn't have to be anything set. No, we're no, no longer. It doesn't. Yeah. So, all right, guys. So, don't forget, people. Thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, wear a mask. Well, if you're vaccinated now, stuff is opening up. So, check if you are required to wear a mask in any place. But just stay safe. Wash your hands. Stay distant. Get vaccinated please, if you haven't. Please get vaccinated. Please, if you haven't, it's all eligible. It's you could just walk in and ask for one now. Please, when it's your time to get a shot, take it. So thank you guys for tuning into this show. Have a great night. So long. So long.